Hi, I'm Ellen Sentier, the Heartful Badass Coach. Being badass is about being the real you, being strong, feisty, confident, knowing your own truth and walking it, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, with a heart full of joy and boundaries that really work. I learned how to be the real me through telling and writing stories, and now I'm a best-selling author as well as a badass psychotherapist and coach. I tell stories a lot in podcasts and blogs and in the coaching programs I do. Being authentic, living your own story, that's being the real badass you. And being real badass is being full of heart, caring. Because we've lived through all that shit, haven't we? So we know it in our bones and we really do truly feel compassion. So come on. Let's do some badassery. Let's change ourselves and watch the whole world change around us. Let's make our lives, our businesses and our hearts sing. It was a funny old thing, isn't it? And here we are at midwinter, in fact, on the first day of standstill, and I'm thinking about life. Going back to Hitchhiker's Guide, of course, in life. Don't speak to me about life. Brain the size of a planet. And what they got me doing? Opening doors. Some of you will remember Marvin, one of my favourites. But Marvin aside, life is a funny old thing. At midwinter, on the... Well, during the three days of the standstill, I really do stand still. I do a little bit of work and socialising and possibly, not really, socialising on social media, maybe. Uh, And I don't do anything else much except sort through the past year. In some ways, the past six months, because I do this every solstice. Solstice, by the way, means standstill, which you probably know. And it's the three days of standstill between the 21st and the 25th of December and June. So here we are on the 22nd, which is the first day of standstill, and I'm thinking about life. My big thing this time thinking about is being utterly me. And being utterly me is really what I'm all about for everybody, not just me. I mean, obviously, I like being me, but I'm all about helping everybody to be their own me themselves. Why is it important? Because we're so encouraged, trained, inculcated even, to conform Well, you can't say that. You can't do it like that. We really ought to be doing this. We get it all the time. Get it on adverts very subtly. Adverts are very subtle things you might have noticed. And you see, say, you've got this lovely black guy with a baby in his arms uh, putting nappies in the washing machine. That really looks nice. It's sweet. He's pretty. He's nice. The baby's pretty. The whole thing is like... Oh, wish I'd got one of those to do it for me, which of course is what the advert wants. 
But the idea is that this is how you should be. You should be this really nice bloke. I don't know whether you're supposed to be black or whether you can be any colour you like, but whatever. You're supposed to be this bloke and you're supposed to really get into all the feminine things and bring out your feminine side and all of this stuff. And you do it through a washing machine. Well, no, the washing machine tells you this is what you should be doing. The washing machine advert. Actually, what I feel you really ought to be doing is being you, whatever you is. And I have no idea what you is. I mean, you may not be a particularly beautiful young bloke with a baby. In fact, I know I'm not, for instance. I'm not young, I'm not a bloke and haven't got a baby. So I can't conform to that. I just cannot. But also, I don't want to. I'm actually, yeah, I know I'm female and all that stuff, but I actually, I don't do kids. I don't like kids. Well, I don't dislike them particularly most of the time, as long as I don't see any. But I've never had kids. I don't want kids. I never wanted kids. And no, I don't feel in the least unpersonal. I don't feel any of that. I do all sorts of other things, like helping people be themselves. That's what I do. And it comes out in all sorts of funny ways. But in order to do it really well, I have to be me. And when I'm not being fully me, I'm not actually as effective for all the people I'm trying to help as I could be. So this is time to, for me to sit here and think by the fire with the cat. How much of me have I actually been this year? How much have I tried to conform? How much have I tried to change myself? And was I changing myself because other people thought I should? Or was I changing myself because I thought I should? Big difference there. If I'm doing it because I feel it's a good idea, like possibly eating less, that's a good idea, then I don't really have an issue with it. But if I'm doing it because somebody else tells me that's what I should be doing, I'm going to say, Ellen, what are you doing? Really? This is just what you try and help other people to stop doing. And here you are doing it all yourself. <laughs> so I'm learning. I'm learning every day. Actually, you know, we all learn every day. And I'm not the same person I was yesterday, and I'm not the same, same person I will be tomorrow. So today I'm learning, and today I'm learning to be a bit more me. I have a bit of a problem sometimes with social media, with work, with, you know, enabling people to know what I do and who I am, because, heck, I'm a challenger. I will challenge everything. You know, how long have I been recording this now? I've been recording this for about nearly seven minutes and I've challenged you a whole bunch of times possibly in those seven minutes. And I do this partly because I'm me. And also, and this is a big thing for doing, doing standstill deep dive work as they call it, 
I'm challenging you to go down and find the roots of what it is that makes you do a particular thing, behave a particular way, feel a particular feeling in business, advertising, branding words. What is your why? And your why is what makes you do things, your reason in French, your raison d'être. So what is making me conform? What is making you conform? And it's not, it really isn't good enough to say, well, it's because so-and-so advised me in a, and la la la, and even worse, if it's and so-and-so advised me and I just paid him 10,000 quid, so I really feel I ought to follow his advice. Oops, there's a lot that needs digging out there. If you're not quite sure and you paid so-and-so, 10,000 quid, and you're not happy still. Oops. Definitely oops. So getting out to the roots of why you did this in the first place, what set you off, what made you do it, is important because it will change your life. Now, part of the reason why I do the standstill work is that I'm pagan. I was brought up in British native shamanism. Yes, it's been here for yonkers. Absolutely billions of years. Well, millions of years. And it's our old tradition here in Britain. There are traditions in every country all over the world. Several that I know, for instance, the Basque and some of the Italian. And Scottish, which is different to ours. They're old, ancient, thousands and thousands of years. I mean, little one, just off the cuff. My aunt owned the sacred well of our village where I grew up. Now that well, and I looked this up in the British Museum, old records, that well goes back 4,000 years. Now, in the sense of, my aunt was called Ida Baker, in the sense of it being in the Baker family for 4,000 years, no, because there wasn't a Baker family for 4,000 years, probably only a few hundred. But it had been there, and it had had a guardian. And that guardian had been a woman of the village. Now, we get into this thing that this is my bloodline and this is my DNA and that means that's all I am. Bollocks. Sorry. Probably shouldn't swear like that. But anyway, bollocks. You are not your DNA. Your spirit doesn't have a DNA. Your blood does. Your body does. The shade of your hair, the shape of your eyes, your voice even, your digestion, all of this stuff. That comes from your DNA. Yeah but your spirit does not. And your spirit is what inhabits your body. It inhabits this thing that's made up out of lots of DNA. And your spirit is connected over probably thousands of years. Really, it is. Part of where you get some insights and ideas and instincts and I know that and I know this person. All of that stuff which we all have That comes from your old spirit knowing. Now, we learn this from our mother's knee, mother's milk even, 
in the old ways of British shamanism. From what I know from people from other traditions, you learn it in that too, in their traditions. It's a fact of life. It's something all older peoples do. They teach people, they teach their children and anyone else who wants to learn, they teach people to look, to see, to notice. They teach people to be still and listen and look and notice and feel and sense. And all of that builds your empathy. It builds your a ability. Can't do this properly. It builds your ability to read people. And we all have this ability. You sort of think, oh, it's special. It's only witches and magicians and fairies and elves and all those sort of people who can actually read people. No, we can all read people. It's just that we've been conformed out of it, told we can't, and believed it. Again, not being ourselves. So we're taught to deepen ourselves, to find ourselves, and to find the roots of what set us off doing behaviours that we actually don't feel are appropriate anymore. Perhaps they were once, but like food, your behaviours get past their sell-by date too and need changing. But if you don't find the roots of them, <clears throat> they're like, yeah, I'm going to say it, the C word, they're like a cancer inside you. And if you don't dig out the roots of that cancer, then the cancer grows again. So your bad habits grow again, or the ones you think are bad, and you don't really know why. Because you haven't found out about yourself. You don't know really who you are. And we all have these things called core values. We all have things like, I can't do that. I have to do that goes both ways. I had that with coming to this house. I saw this house, we needed to move. I saw the picture of this house and I didn't even read the description. I just saw the picture and I thought, that's it. I've got to go there. I wasn't even sure quite where it was at the time because all I'd seen was the picture. So I read the description and it just got more, it's mine. I've got to have it. It's there. It's for me. It wants me to come. Really, you know, all that stuff. We've all been there. And I didn't even know how much it was going to be, if I could afford it or any of that stuff. But I knew I had to go there. And I knew I had to go there because I would be happy there. Because it would fulfill my soul. Because I would feel so good, I'd be able to continue doing the work, back to the beginning again, of helping other people be themselves. So I followed that. And I've got core values too, like, well, I saw a piece in the news today that some damn fool government department has cut down ancient, ancient beech, beech trees in a village I know in Devon. And they're doing this to increase agricultural land. So they are actually helping climate change get worse. They're thieving habitat. They have stolen habitat. 
all the animals and birds and insects and butterflies and pollinators and everything else that we need who lived there can't live there anymore because they've just completely wrecked that habitat. And the local villagers, who didn't even get a voice in the thing, are absolutely furious. But you can't put several hundreds of years of, of beech trees back. Once you've done it, you've done it. And it's going to take several hundred more years and no bloody agricultural improvement to bring that habitat back. And what are all the birds and the animals and the insects and the pollinators and the everything else that we want? What are they going to do in the meantime? To me, and this is my core value, that's a form of bloody ethnic cleansing. And we've got to get over it. So anyway, rant over. You've heard me having a core value of something I will not support. I will not. I will do my damnedest to stop happening. We've all got those. And people would say to me, in fact, I'm sure they would if I bothered to talk to them about it. They'd say, oh, but Ellen, you've got to think of the people. I mean, people need food and people need this and people need that and people need the other. They'd all have their arguments and they would try to, I'm going to use another nasty word, they would try to bully me into thinking like them. Now, I know that they are wrong. I've also got a load of scientific facts, which I'm certainly not going into at the moment, that tell me, that support me. They don't tell me, they support me in saying that is wrong. But if I wasn't me, and if I wasn't this bolshy old bitch, this old, do better this, bolshy old bitch of a witch that I am, then I would bow down to them. I would change my core values, the things that make me tick, and I would start digging bits of my heart out of myself to conform. Do you know we all do that? We really do. Somebody tells us we ought to be doing something, we should be doing something. And so... <clears throat> possibly not quite blindly, but nearly blindly, we try to do it. We thought, well, at least I'll give it a go. Back to the beginning again. I need to be me. Well, I thought I'd try something this year. I thought I'd give it a go. I thought I'd try and work in a particularly businessy way and see if it would work, see if I could get what I have to give out to more people. Yeah, and that was my aim, is my aim, to get what I've got out there for more people to get, to have, to do. My aim is not to make a bunch of profit. But of course, most business people, it's money and economics and profit. They're the gods they follow. But I don't, because I'm pagan, because I was brought up differently. So I gave it a whirl, and there are things that I've learned in this year that I've been doing this that are useful and have helped me and have actually helped me grow and grow more into me, being me. But there are also a lot of things that I absolutely hurt, hate, 
There are a lot of things that absolutely turn my stomach, nauseate me. And I cannot be part of that. And I've also seen an awful lot more of what stops people daring, wanting to be themselves. Most people want to be themselves, but most people dare not because of the bullies out there who are trying to make us all into the form that they want us to be. So that's been really helpful. That's the side of this year which hasn't been all that pleasant for me. That's the side of this year that's taught me some good stuff that I can use, that I'm bringing forward and bringing into my new life. But it's also shown me all the absolute garbage that I do not want in my life and that I must not try to do, that I must not follow, that I must not even think about conforming to. And I've been unconforming. <laughs> yeah, unconforming since I went on holiday back to my homeland in on Exmoor back at the end of November. I've been unconforming myself. And as I have, and as I've got out there with more and more of my own stuff, so the people who do dare, the people who do want it, the people who want to know more and better and different ways of being themselves, they're connecting with me and it's working. So being yourself does work. And this past year of not being and then being again has really shown me that yet again. I've had it all my life, but I'm always, (laughs) I'm an optimist in some ways and I'm often willing to give something a go, see whether it works, because if I don't know whether it works, I won't know whether it works unless I try it. But I have to go back to my instincts, to my inner, real, true self. I have to be that person. And that person does not conform to the modern business ethic of what's in it for me, what profit can I make, and what is growth? How can I grow my business? God help us. I do, in a sense, want to grow in that I want to reach more people. I want to help more people to get the joy that I get out of living in this beautiful place that I didn't even know I could manage, to get more people to enjoy and get pleasure out of their own lives, of being them, their own selves, of being really true to their own core values and ethics. I really want to help people with that. As a result of that, well, not as a result of that, I've been doing it all year, I'm actually just finishing creating an online self-paced course, which is going to give you all the tenets and the ways and the exercises and the means and the ability to do all the things that I grew up with at my mother's knee from British Native Shamanism, and add in all the stuff that I learned as a transpersonal psychotherapist. 
So I put them both together because, goodness me, do you know, they're just hand in glove together. They say the same things in different words and one expands and makes the other better. I was thrilled when I found that 30 years ago. And so I put it all together in something that you can do at your pace, in your time, online, anywhere in the world. And I've added in a support mechanism where you can all get together and you can all get together with me and you can ask me questions and ask for feedback and generally discuss with me as well as each other. So all that's coming together, but that's what I'm actually doing over the holidays. And it's such fun. So don't worry, I'm not overworking. (laughs) I'm thoroughly enjoying doing it. And I'm intending that you shall have that, that it will all be available to you at Imok. Now, for those of you who don't know, Imok is the 1st of February. The Christians call it Candlemas, and they borrowed it from us, and it is all about lights and all that sort of thing. And they even took Bridie away from us and called her St. Bridget. But it will be available to you at Imok. And there'll be posts and things and showing you how to sign up and get hold of me and ask me more questions, all this sort of stuff. All of that will be coming out after we've all celebrated midwinter and sun return. Sun return? Oh, well, I'm not going to talk about that now because I've just about finished this podcast, but I will talk about sun return very soon, possibly even on sun return or the day before. So at the moment for this podcast, this is Be Yourself. And I can help you be yourself. And I've just been going through a hell of a be yourself time. And I'm still doing it. And I've had to go down into the depths for that and up again. So I know how to do this. And I can help you go down into your depths and come up again. And I've got a great story tomorrow about someone I helped to do just this. So I'll podcast again hopefully even tomorrow. In the meantime, lovely to be with you. Thank you for listening. Do contact me. www.ellensentier.com will always catch me. Do Do contact me. Let's get together and let me know your thoughts about being you. See you very soon. Oh, hey, I hope you enjoyed that. Hope it pulled out some new ideas and new ways of looking at life, the universe and everything. And I'd love to know your comments, so do send them to me. Doing and being badassery is fun. It makes your heart sing. And that helps everyone. And it helps you put the soul back in your life and in your business. Business, when it's really working, is fun full of badass reality and makes your heart sing. So let's stick all those rubbish old work ideas of toil and drudgery in the compost caddy. Let's recycle them into something fun and useful. That's what badassery is about, having fun and being useful. If you'd like more, get on my website, www.ellensentier.com. Sign up for my newsletters and check out my lives and vlogs. Let's get to know each other. 
Let's get together, have fun, grow your life and make your heart sing. Let's be real. Come on, let's light our fires.